This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, May 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Newsom wants pesticide notifications. $100 million for healthy soils. And Biden awaits GOP counterproposal on infrastructure. Newsom pitches statewide pesticide notifications. Governor Gavin Newsom is proposing a statewide system that would notify the public of upcoming pesticide applications through phone alerts. While the administration has been discussing the proposal for several months, the governor's May revise of the state budget released on Friday details $10 million in taxpayer funding to launch the IT system. Accompanying the program is $25 million for Cal EPA to engage with environmental justice communities. Those are the groups that we want to help, but often they don't have the funding in order to work with us, said Cal EPA Secretary Jared Blumfeld during a press call, adding that the notification proposal long advocated by environmental groups has been a particular focus of the governor. The budget summary suggests spray drift incidents have been occurring throughout the state. Despite strict state enforcement, pesticide drift sometimes occurs during application and can harm the public, workers, environment, and neighboring crops, reads the report. Keep in mind, industry groups have pushed back on Cal EPA's efforts to force the Kern County Ag Commissioner to comply with such a system. One concern was that it would encourage anti-pesticide activists to target and block farmers ahead of applications. The Ag Commissioner argued it would incentivize farmers to over-report applications, overwhelming the existing reporting system. The proposal is certain to stir debate among Valley lawmakers as the legislature races toward a June 15 deadline for a negotiated budget. The Senate has already rejected the governor's overhaul of pesticide fees. State asked for $100 million for healthy soils grants. With the state expecting a cash infusion of $100 billion, the administration has bumped up funding for a broad range of incentive programs. One of these is CDFA's Healthy Soils Program, which gained an additional $70 million in the May revise. This contradicts the Senate plan to cut Newsom's January proposal to $20 million. The California Fresh Fruit Association praised the additional support for the program, along with a $531 million package aimed at groundwater management and water use efficiency. Another $500 million would help repurpose farmland fallowed during the drought. While the announcement will not alleviate many of the issues the industry is dealing with, the additional funding for programs will help producers comply to meet the standards that have been put in place, said CFFA President Ian LeMay. Also on climate incentives, the administration has added $60 million for dairy methane reduction projects. This includes dairy digesters, which the Senate and bond proposals have intentionally excluded. Roundup verdict of $25 million upheld by Federal Appeals Court. A Federal Appeals Court has upheld $25 million in damages awarded to a California man who contracted non-Hodgkin's lymphoma after decades of exposure to Roundup. 
In a major victory for plaintiff Edwin Hardiman, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit upheld the lower court verdict that found Roundup was a, quote, substantial factor in causing his NHL and that the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodenticide Act does not preempt state law claims. FIFRA does not expressly preempt Hardiman's claims because of FIFRA's requirement that a pesticide not be misbranded is consistent with, if not broader than, California's common law duty to warn, the court said in its two-to-one decision. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Biden awaits GOP counterproposal. Senate Republicans are expected to have a counterproposal on infrastructure spending by tomorrow. That should have more details and could be larger than their initial $600 billion offer. It's not at all clear whether Republicans can ever get to a deal with President Biden on how to pay for an infrastructure, much less what it sh- what should be in it. At a news conference on Friday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki suggested as a possible compromise, Biden's proposal to target corporations and high-income individuals for tax enforcement. The White House claims that, that could raise $700 billion over 10 years. Biden is open to a range of ideas, including ones he didn't propose, she said. Now, take note, lawmakers will debate possible infrastructure funding sources at a pair of hearings this week, one of the Senate Finance Committee tomorrow, and another in the House Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday. We expect discussion during both hearings on Biden's proposal to end stepped-up basis and tax capital gains at death. For more on this week's D.C. Agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead. Farm groups press USTR to appoint chief ag negotiator. One key political office still empty at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative is that of the Chief Agriculture Negotiator, a deputy USTR-level position. And ag groups are letting the Biden administration know they want it filled. Key to the economic viability of our working farmers and ranchers is a fair income, and key to their income is the need to export approximately 20% of overall U.S. agriculture production, the ag group said in the letter sent to USTR Catherine Tai Friday. Because of the pressing importance of improved and expanded market access for U.S. food and agriculture, we request that you move swiftly to nominate an individual to serve as the chief agriculture negotiator at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative. The 62 groups who signed the letter represent a broad cross-section of the food and ag sector, including the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Milk Producers Federation, National Cotton Council, Corn Refiners Association, Sweetener Users Association, American Feed Industry Association, U.S. Wheat Associates, the National Chicken Council, and many others. U.S. Dairy presses USTR for action against Canada. Ambassador Tai begins two days of USMCA meetings today with her Canadian and Mexican counterparts, and the U.S. dairy sector is pressing hard for the Biden administration to use the opportunity to confront Canada over claims that the country is misusing the dairy quotas it agreed to under the trade pact. U.S. Dairy Export Council, the National Milk Producers Federation, 
Dozens of other dairy groups and companies from across the country sent a letter to Ty Friday asking her to make a quota dispute at a priority during the first annual USMCA meeting. Unless Canada agrees during the USMCA Free Trade Commission to reform its dairy TRQ measures to resolve the flaws identified by the United States, we ask the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative to take additional enforcement actions under USMCA to bring Canada into full compliance with its USMCA commitments, U.S. Dairy Representatives said in the letter. We ask that USTR request the establishment of a dispute settlement panel in the event there is not an immediate positive resolution reached in the consultations with Canada, particularly in light of the new dairy TRQ year beginning July 1. Here's today's He Said It. The governor has been channeling Oprah all week, where every studio audience member gets a new car. That Senate Republican leader Scott Wilk of Santa Clarita in response to the May Revise. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, May 17th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.